Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. I love this guy. He is the strongest man in history, okay? He's on the History Channel's big, big show, The Strongest Man in History, of course. I met my guest and his wife at the airport on my way to Las Vegas to an event, and we struck up a conversation, and I asked him to be a guest on the show. We were almost getting stranded. I just found him to be a pretty interesting guy, and he graciously accepted. You're going to see from the interview, he's just the nicest guy, but he's a mountain of a man. I'm telling you, mountain. He's, he's like, he's bigger than I am, and I'm a big guy, but he's even bigger, and I'm telling you, it's just awesome to hear. You're going to hear all about the ins and outs of powerlifting and what he's doing, how he's doing, who he likes, who he doesn't like, uh, some of those people, but he is the best. You might be very familiar with him. His name is Nick Best, because he is the best. He's a professional strongman competitor in the world's champion power lifter at 51 years old. Oh, my gosh. He's also the star, as I said, of the History Channel's The Strongest Man in History. Welcome to All Business, Nick Best. Hey, so the first question I have to have, because you're one big guy. Have you always <laughs> been have you always been big? No, no, actually, I started lifting weights in high school. I was about 5'3 and about 130 pounds and was playing football and needed to get bigger to keep playing football. I was a lineman. So by the time my senior year, I was 6'2 and about 200 pounds. My senior year of college, I was 220, about 28, 29. I got to 275, 35, 36. I finally broke 300. And now here a couple days before I'm 51, I'm uh, 315 pounds. Wow, you're and you're because we're we're about the same height, you know. When you when you were given those statistics, I was yeah. when I was a senior in high school, I was six two. Hey, by the way, I was an all state, all conference, and all American football player back in my nice. senior year of high school. Yeah, I scored twenty points as a defensive tackle. <laughs> nice, that, that's nice, that's good. awesome. Yeah, because you know, linemen, we don't get to touch the ball. We can't even no. look at it. We can't no, even they... look at it. No, they just want you to go grab somebody and throw them to the ground. Yeah, but we're Smash we're sitting we're sitting here. You 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 know you're giving the same numbers. I I, was, I think of my senior year, I was like two twenty, maybe two ten as a as an offensive and, and defensive lineman, and that which was pretty big back then. It was and, really big back then. Yeah, we're we're pretty close to the same age. I'm about eight years older than you are. You can imagine when I went to college, they told me that I was going to get up to two sixty, and I, it scared <laughs> it scared me. You yeah. know, it, it really did back then. And now I'd like to get down to 260. <laughs> well, yeah, you can get down to 260. I mean, it's oh, just. Yeah, I, yeah just got to diet. You got to, as I said, I, I was on another show here recently. I said, somebody said about diets. I said, yeah, the best diet is to shut your mouth diet. You know, <laughs> shut your mouth. So, or push away from the table. Yeah, exactly. How did you get started in the power lifting and, and just, I mean, just being strong? Well, powerlifting, I got started in high school playing football. Um, Our coach in high school had a powerlifting team. My senior year of high school, I won the state championships in the 198s pound class in high school in powerlifting. And I got into powerlifting there. And then I went to college and played football. And at the end of that, I was still only 220. Didn't matter. I had like 36 sacks and was a very good football player. It just, I was too small to keep going. And yeah. I got back into powerlifting, won nationals and worlds in 96, won nationals again in 97, and then 
six straight California championships. I got into strongman in about 2004 and then went to World Strongest Man 2010 through 2018. Wow. So where did you go to school? I went to Sonoma State in Northern California. Oh, you did? Oh, fan- mm-hmm. well, hell, that's under fire right now. It's in, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah oh, it's, man. it's pretty scary up there right now. I got a lot of friends who lost their houses in the last one. So, so I, I'm going through all the stats on you. It's just amazing. I'm going to get into what you eat here in a minute, but you know, it's just like going through, but you're, what's your, you're like, like you bench press 530 pounds. Yeah. I have the world record in the bench press at 530 pounds for over 40 and over 50. God, I can, I can, in your squat sessions, 834, 37 pounds. Look, dude. I remember at one point back when I was really playing ball, I was playing rugby, I was competitive. I mm-hmm. had thirty I had thirty-two inch thighs at one time. You know that's pretty big. Which was pretty big. And I was only bench press I was only squatting like four hundred and some pounds. You're you you, you that's a, that's the same weight as my first car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have the all time world record at three oh eight. It's a 308-pound weight class, yeah. uh, over 40 at 870 pounds, and then had the biggest squat, raw squat of all time for over the age of 50 at 848 pounds. Yeah, you, you know, when you and I have talked before, you make a big thing about the, I mean, look, you're over 50. Yeah. And by the way, I would have guessed you in, in looking at you, seriously, in your late 30s. I, I'm, Thank you. I, seriously, I, I really would have, especially when I look at your wife. You yeah, know. <laughs> well, she's a pretty she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she is. So is that a big thing? Is that helping you stay that kind of in the, in that shape? Or are you starting to feel it now that you're in your 50s or what? You always feel it. It's just whether or not you'll accept it. And right. you don't hmm. have to accept it. There's a lot of stuff out there for joints now. There's a lot of stuff out there. You know, Herbstrong makes some very good hemp oil and CBD products that reduce your inflammation. Are you rubbing um, those or smoking them or drinking them? Drops and yeah. uh, rubbing. And rubbing. I think we're finding out more and more uses of more and more stuff, which is awesome. We just give and give back to nature, right? Yeah, and it, and it also helps me sleep too. So I mean, and sleep's where you heal. So as you get older, you want to do the things that increase your healing. Are you having issues though? I mean, with the size that you are, and with uh, I don't mean to ask a personal question, but I'm just kind of curious uh-huh. about this. I mean, you're 300 some pounds. You're a big guy carrying a lot of mm-hmm. weight, but you you lift a lot of weights. You you got to be pretty nimble, strong. Is it causing problems with your joints, like your knees, or you know those kind of things? My knees, knock on wood, have been great. Mm-hmm. My back has good days. My back has bad days, but most of them are pretty good. My hip, my right hip's a little. Yeah. If you know, but I, for the most part, no. You ever imagine as you get closer to to maybe sixty and that you'll start trimming the weight down and take some of that stuff off? Yeah, I will probably when we're done with the TV show, when we're done with the Strongest Man in History, and I'm done competing in strongman, I will more than likely probably drop from three fifteen down to two seventy five. Hold that for a few years and then probably drop down to 242 and probably yeah. run around at 242 pounds. Yeah, my goal is to get down to about 240. If I get down to 240, I'm down to like 255 right this minute. So, oh, that's, um, yeah, that's but, I, but I got I to I get rid of the gut. I got to get rid of the gut. And, of course, you, you can't get rid of the gut unless you really start exercising and moving, right? Look at it like a car. 
the bigger the motor in your car, the more gas your car uses. Your body's <laughs> the same way. The more muscle mass you have on your body, the more calories you burn. So yeah. you always want to lift the weights first and then do cardiovascular exercise last. And the cardiovascular exercise really only needs to be about 10, 15 minutes. It's the weights that's important to weight loss. Yeah, and it's I got to get density. back to that. You know, it helps with your bone density. It helps with everything. You and I could go on. We could just make a whole show just out of this stuff. Old guys getting getting well. I think yeah, that's oh, for a, that, sure. That's another whole show right there. But so, what's the record you're the most proud of breaking? Oof. Probably the all-time total over the age of 50. Mm -hmm. um, I beat it by like 22 or I, I did 2182, which beat the record by 200 pounds. Wow. You, don't break, you don't break world records by 10%. Yeah, 10%, powerlifting. that's a yeah. Well, well yeah. even think about a world record in, in, uh, in swimming, world record mm -hmm. in running. Uh, you just don't do that. It's right. like a military. It's a, it would be in ounces. You Typically, I would think ounces, maybe a pound, maybe. Sure, right. Yeah, yeah it's not, but not by 200 pounds. How did you get on this show? On this show? I met you at the yeah. airport. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Well, not this show. Yeah, you and I met at the airport. I talked about that at the front of the beginning of the of the of the intro. But no, how did you? Thank God, always, you, you you helped me get home that day. Without you, I did. Didn't I? I been stuck line. at the airport. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. My status, I was able to cut the line, and we were able to get he and his family back to Vegas. I was going to Vegas. He was going to Vegas. We mm -hmm. we struck up a conversation in the line, and that's what happened. So no, but how did you get on the TV show? I mean, that seems like you know, kind of a, a, a feat in itself. I, and I know what that's like having my own TV show. 215 West, the production company kind of had the idea and I did a Skype interview for him. And then yeah. I had already filmed a pilot previously for E1 Entertainment and E1 Entertainment picked it up from 215 West. And then they interviewed one of the other guys in the cast about a year later on Skype, which is Robert Oberst. And then next was Brian Shaw. The History Channel started looking at it and getting involved. And then Eddie Hall was the last Skype interview. And they offered us the contracts and we did the show. Yeah, most people don't know. You said year here, year mm -hmm. there. Yes. How long it takes. It, it takes took about two and a half years, yeah. Yeah, it took me three years to get my show on, you know, on Bloomberg. And I had the money. <laughs> I had the money, so it's amazing. What's a takeaway that you that you want people to have from a show where you guys are lifting and throwing cars? And I think you, I think the last show I saw, I was watching the History Channel the other night. And I saw you come on. I think you threw a tank or something. I was pretty close to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we were carrying a cannon. That was yeah. pretty cool. And I own, by the way, I own a cannon, so I know what that's like. <laughs> Yeah, that thing's no fun. They're no fun, are they? I mean, they're hard to move. Can you imagine back in the Revolutionary Day when when uh, Henry Knox went up to Fort Tycho Caronda in up in uh, the Canada and New York border and and captured three hundred of those and hauled them back by mule over past that were no roads. Yeah, yeah, it'd be very difficult, very time time yeah. consuming because yeah. they don't move easy. Even when they're yeah. on wheels, they don't move easy. Yeah. So tell me, what is the biggest takeaway you want a young person or, or any person watching the show to, to really get? Like, this is my, this is the kind of vision of the, of the show, and this is what I want them to see. I kind of want to have them see us bring people back to life um, mm -hmm. from history and the great old time strongman. I want to see them, somebody that's older, not give up, not give in, and not succumb to society's view on what age is. 
Mm-hmm. And when we do not need to be put to bed, we do not need to be put out to pasture. If you take care of yourself, you can do it as long as you want to. As long as you're willing to hurt, you can keep going as far as you want. And I have to take it to the point where I hurt for the extremity, for the extreme amount of weight that we're moving. Regular average everyday guys, if you want to stay healthy, if you want to be active, if you want to do all the things you did when you were 20, at 60, you can still do them. You just have to set your life up that way. It's like investing in your retirement. Why invest in retirement if you're not going to invest in your body? So you invest in your body as well as you re- invest in retirement, and then you need to have a great retirement. Amen, brother. Amen. C-Suite Radio. So you, you're, you're kind of saying in this thing, that hey, hey, brother, no pain, no gain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have that pain, and that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be willing to take yourself to that limit. Yeah, to to get there, but not on an everyday level for everyone. But for me yeah. and what I'm doing, yes, I have to be able be willing to do that. For everyday people, though, you just have to be able to be uncomfortable for a little while. If you're willing to do that as you get older, you will be able to do all the things you could do at 60 and 70 years old that you could do when you were 20. Yeah. That's a good analogy for business. You know, I, I always tell people in business, uh, if it was easy, everybody could everybody do it. Could do it. Yep. Yeah. But it's only for the the elite, the people that really push it, push strong, push hard, where you get to see that. And, you, and you're a living example of that every single 51 years old, world record champions, world's strongest man. Of course, on a great television show, we're talking to Nick Best, the world's strongest man. So who, who? As you're into this genre, because mm-hmm. you, you kind of developed into it, you know, in terms of your interest from high school on, and you're still a young guy. Who were some of your like mentors or people that you looked up to that were strong men or strong women that you right. said, hey, I want to like in, in the weightlifting side of it that you say, hey, that that was my person. Guy named Dave Aggio, which most people won't know, but he was up in Northern California. He was very mm-hmm. influential in my powerlifting career, and his brother Kenny Aggio, who I used to work for. Mm-hmm. Eddie Cohen, Kurt Kozwalski are two unbelievable powerlifters. Bull Stewart, also another unbelievable powerlifter from back in the day. Strongman wise, Magnus for Magnuson, very very smart, very intelligent competitor. Always knew how to manipulate it to the best of his ability to get the most out of everything that he did. Bill Kazmaier, just for the flat out sheer strength and aggression that he would put into the things that he did. So are these, these got to be big names. Yeah, Nick, I got to tell you, I'm in the business world. I don't know one of those guys. (laughs) That's okay. But yeah, most, most of them are very big names. Yeah, because I met you, and then I had to go look up all the other guys on the show, and I'm like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> like, I never saw that guy before. But how about, sure. how about like how about like a Franco Colombo? You remember that name? I do. I remember Franco. Very he just well. passed, and he just he passed. He did. It was sad boating accident. Oh wow! Yeah, well, my one of my uh, television producers said, "Hey, make sure you ask Nick about uh, Franco." And then he and he said, "How about Ken Petra? Remember Ken Petra?" Patera, yeah, I Patera, do. Patera, Patera, yeah. I yeah. See, I, that, that tells you how much I know about this industry. It's okay. I yeah, it's okay. Is this a clean industry? I mean, I would think it's fraught with a little steroids, some of that stuff. A little juice, little juicing going on there, I would suspect. Well, they do have types of drug testing there, and they do make sure the athletes are healthy before they compete. Yeah. Is it perfect? Nothing's perfect. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, they do try to make sure that guys are healthy before they get out there. 
Well, I think the industry's come a long way, though, hasn't it? I mean, it's really come to the positive, what I would call the positive side, more healthy living, healthy, mm-hmm. healthy everything. Oh, I've seen guys not pass medical and not be allowed to compete. Oh, I'm, I can only, I can imagine. I got stopped by one guy in New York City one day. I thought, man, he he was pumped up, and he, I thought he was, I, I'm sure he was in bed, not doing stuff he should have been doing. Let me ask you a question. What's your fitness routine like? How often do you train? I train three days a week, Saturday, Monday, and Wednesday mm-hmm. are the days that I train. Uh, I do a lot of strongman events on Saturday because a lot of the guys can come over. I do most of the uh, leg stuff on Saturday. I'll do some overhead pressing and upper body work on and like bench press, incline, military press, stuff like that on Monday. And then I'll do uh, all my, my lat work, some of my ab stuff on Wednesday. So About it's kind of like three hour sessions. I look at it from business. So one day I work on finance, the next day I work on sales. I still keep mm-hmm. working on sales, but then I got to work on something else, that, marketing on Saturday or something like that. <laughs> no, for sure. But you're also, remember, your recovery is also work. Mm, that's right. Training's only half the half the game. You're yeah. eating, you're eating scheduled, eating at the same time every day, you know, taking your supplement at the same time every day, you know, making sure your body has a constant flow of nutrition coming through it at the same time is also an awful lot of work. And then stretching and massages and uh, ice baths and warm baths, stuff like that, hot and cold. It's all part of the game. Yeah. It's just important training. Yeah. And one, most people only see the finished stuff, right? You don't, Mm -hmm. you don't see the other stuff that's behind that scenes that all leading up to it. That's just, just like, you know, again, just like business, just like when you're competing at that level, like you are, it's Mm -hmm. all the other stuff in between. I love that. I love that said the recovery is also work. As you get older, I mean, I don't really have to worry about out training people anymore. Mm -hmm. My training is going to be good. I'm lifting the weights that are competitive. My goal is to out heal the competitors and do things in my everyday life that will help me stay flexible, that stay quick and agile and just heal completely before my next workout. Do you look at other guys and go, Hey, I wish I were more like them. Ever do that? A little bit in some ways. Yes. And in some ways, no, there's guys Mm -hmm. that I really respect and look up to. I really look up to Eddie Hall. I really look up to Brian Shaw. Sadrina Savickas has been an amazing competitor for a very long career. Those are all guys I really respect in the game. Terry Hollins, yeah. Mark Felix. Mark's the only guy that's still competing that's older than I am. Wow. So he's 53. Is there a guy or two that you go like, man, I don't want to be around that guy? Got to be a few of those too, right? Yeah, there, there's a few of those. There's yeah. a couple guys with egos that just start going and you're just like, all right, dude, nah, man. Yeah. Have a good one. I mean, that happens in politics. We see that all the time. <laughs> it happens in business. Politics in this country right now are, are really venomous, just yeah. all the way around. Are you an aggressive guy? I don't like to lose. Yeah. I am aggressive, but I try to control it because yeah. at my size can be very intimidating. Yeah. So you, you try to have a softer, gentler edge. In the moment my voice goes up a little bit or I start coming and talking like this, people yeah. kind of get afraid. So, yeah. yes, but I, I temper it. I think you're more competitive than aggressive. Yeah. I think that's the term I'd use is you're more competitive because you, you're just a really nice guy. As well, I got to you. know you and visit with you, and then you know, I got to meet your daughter. What a beautiful young woman she was and so yes. nice and polite. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that's just cool. Hey, I love bacon. 
I mean, I really do. I love bacon. Everybody knows I love bacon. I tweet about it. I post about it. I'm curious, what the hell is your diet like? What do you eat to keep up with this superhuman strength? And tell me what you eat. Well, I try to eat things that are easy on my digestive system. So the, the easier things get digested the more it gets into your body. So I eat white rice because that's very easy to digest. I'll eat that in the morning. I'll eat, you know, a cup and a half of white rice with probably four egg, four whole eggs and then six egg whites um, mixed with almonds and carrots. Wait, 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 wait. Four whole eggs and six egg whites. Yeah, so 10 eggs. Yeah. All essentially. But that'll be breakfast. The next meal will be another cup and a half of rice with ground beef, but it's 90-10 ground beef, again with almonds and carrots and bell peppers mixed in there with Himalayan salt. I'll drink a glass of orange juice twice a day, along with cranberry juice twice a day. Yogurt, have once a day, the Greek yogurt, stuff like that. But I'll eat six meals like that a day. So you eat a lot, a little bit, a lot. Yeah, well, it's not a little bit. It's it's a good sized bowl. I mean, the bowls I mean are but you're yeah, yeah, I get no, I it's, it's it's a lot. But you're 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 three hundred and twenty pounds, dude. So it's a lot. And like if you hold that in your hand, that looked like a looks like a little morsel to me. It looks like a little. <laughs> yeah. I get a cup of soup. Oh boy, but for you, that's a big bowl. It's a big bowl. What's your favorite meal? Like you're gonna die tomorrow. What would you eat? Oh, big fat juicy tomahawk steak. Yeah, big oh, ribeye, oh. big ribeye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you eat it? Rare, medium rare, or what? Uh, not quite medium rare. Uh, you like it more well toward the well done? No, no, no. It's just a little bit over medium rare. Oh, okay. Just a See, I, li- I like rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Oh, rare. My, my wife likes it to where a, um, a vet can bring the thing back. She likes it almost raw. Yeah, that's my kind of woman right there. What else would you have with that big tomahawk steak? Big baked potato. Yeah. All the fixings. You like sour cream, butter, all that stuff? Oh, yeah. I like it. Don't eat it a lot, but I like it. Yeah, but if it was your, if it was like like your spurge meal or your last meal, last meal, we'd eat everything. But you, if it was a spurge meal, you'd have that, huh? Oh, yeah. Big baked potato, sour cream, chives, the works all, all in there. And then probably some corn. Yeah, I like corn. Ooh, cream corn. Cream corn. That would be the bomb. Yeah, cream corn. And then a big fat piece of chocolate cheesecake at the end of it. Ooh, cheesecake. See, I like, I'm a rice pudding kind of guy. Ooh, that's good too. That's my whole thing about dessert. I go out for desserts or whatever. I won't even, and they say, I say, well, you got rice pudding? And they go, nope, and I don't eat dessert. If they if they have rice pudding, I eat dessert. Or tres leches. Ooh. Yeah, isn't that good? You See, mm. you're in Vegas. You get some good tres leches there. Mm. Yeah, which is pretty good. Well, one last question. I look at the show. Okay. On your show, which one of you guys is the strongest? Ooh, all of us are going to say we all yeah. are. Yeah, I love that. I love um, that. In, in reality, Eddie's got the biggest deadlift of all time at 1,100 mm-hmm. pounds. Jeez. Um, and he's one world's strongest man. Brian Shaw has, also has a plethora of other world records, and he's one world's strongest man four times. So it's going to be kind of a toss-up. I mean, I'm going to say Brian at the end of the day, but Eddie's really freaking strong, too. I mean, we all are. I mean, I broke the world record in the hip lift. I did 2,791 pounds. That's unbelievable, brother. Well, listen, I can tell you, 
I, I wish we had more time, but we're out of time. What a pleasure. Here we are talking to the world's strongest man, Nick Best. You know, he's on the, he's the star of the History Channel's The Strongest Man in History. I got to tell you, though, I think I put right up there, he's the nicest man in history because he's a nice guy. So are you. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Brother. Really good, appreciate it. Good to have you here. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, and I learned a lot today. Let me tell you, I learned, uh, you know, one, you can never be too old, and, and you just shouldn't give up. That's what I learned. You should, you can always be old, and you should never give up. He's 51. I, I'm eight years older than him. I've got to get in better shape. That's what I learned. And the other thing I look is the downtime is work. Recovery is work. So just when you think you've done it, you've got the big shipment out, and then it's the cleanup afterwards. You still got to think about that stuff, and that's also work, and you got to keep that in mind. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. I also like the way he stretched out his regiment for workouts, and in between, you kind of said, "I." you heard me say it, I said you can kind of do you know sales one day, marketing the next, uh, but you always got to do sales. I'm telling you that right now. You always got to do sales, and then maybe you do a little bit of personal development in between or, or team or talent development. So there you go. Hey. What a great show, and I'm so glad that all of you joined me right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio. Don't forget, tell your friends and pass a link on about the show, and don't forget to, you know, like us. We like it. You know, Nick Best was good, so give it your best by giving us your best, and I appreciate that. And check us out. Listen to more shows right here on C-Suite Radio. You've been listening to Jeffrey Hazlett on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.